Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross. It is September 26th, 2021. We are here to review WWE Extreme Rules. If you're watching live on youtube.com slash Fightful, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Get your super chats in. It will get your question or statement read on the air, and we have somebody taking them down to read them as they go as they go on. But we're here to review Extreme Rules. We had the UFC watch along last night. We've had just a stacked week. And we've got Denise Salcedo joining us. Denise. Bien, bienvenido, Sean. ¿Cómo estás? Te quería decir que haz de cuenta que eres una jirafa que te miras bien alto hoy. Thank you. I am feeling super tall per usual. I really do appreciate that. Uh, how did you like tonight's Extreme Rules as a whole? Pues de veras que a mí me gustó el programa. Estaba muy bueno. Las luchas estaban bien, bien increíbles. Y lo que hizo el show más mejor fue que me comí una pizza con, con ranch, con tocino, pepperoni, queso. Y me gustó bien mucho. I mean, I, I, I agree with you on the show. I do not agree with you about ranch on pizza. That's still gross to me. Mira, It's Sean. <laughs> Sean, mira. A mí no me gusta que todos me están diciendo que lo que yo como les da asco. Porque fíjense, si ustedes comieran esa pizza con esa ranch, le gustaran bien mucho. Y también lo que no me gusta, Sean, es que Listen, cada lunes... We're just cada... going to meet Denise here. We're just going to meet Denise here. She's getting a little too hostile for us. Uh, can't say some of that stuff on the air. Maybe she's, maybe she's done. Sean, hasta la coronilla que siempre, siempre, siempre me está... Let's just mute her again. I think, I think, Denise, 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 come on now, come ya, on. Ya, yo ya me acabé contigo, yo ya no tengo paciencias The para language. Ti. Okay, okay, Denise, I think, I think, I, hey. No, Denise, ya, ya, we... Sean, Sean, no, 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 ya, ya me caíste mal, no, ve, 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 ve chinga tu madre, ya. Let's mute her one more time. Okay, hold on. Denise, I just gotta, I just gotta. Denise doesn't even, I, I wonder if she even hears me. Denise. Tú siempre me estás apagando a mí. 
y no me das, Sean, no me das a mí. Tú no me das a mí en respeto, me tratas mal en este programa, pero a todos los demás los quieres bien mucho, pero a mí, haz de cuenta que yo soy basura y me pisas y me pisas y me pisas. Pues, ¿sabes, qué, no, ¿Sabes qué, Sean? Ya. Ahora sí que te voy a agarrar con el zapato. ¿Sabes que... All right, all right, we're gonna we're gonna mute her one more time. We're gonna mute her one more time. This has got to fix it. Denise, Denise, are we good? See. Sí. WWE Extreme Rules. This did not extremely rule, Denise. To me, this was a completely missable show. You know what? So I actually, top to bottom, I will say that there was a lot of good wrestling on this show, but the way that the show ended really kind of put a damper on things for me because I kind of just felt that they had, they built up to this really incredible moment and then it just like fell flat. And then we haven't, that's just a show. There was all the peacock issues on top of that. And Sean, I saw your tweet, right? About the 999 tier. I was the broke ass present on the 499 <laughs> tier, okay? <laughs> they really, broke and, ass. Yes, and they didn't do this to me last time. Last time, it was it was an enjoyable watch on the peacock. I mean, except for the first time, you know, the peacock messed us up, you know, the first time, but the other times were fine. But today they gave us like a ton of issues. It was bad. And I don't know if you heard heard this i'm not i don't follow you know the premier league or anything like that but i heard that apparently they had issues on the peacock too where like one of the games like the whole second half was just a black screen that, so that was they the needed blame. to get it that together was the, that was the finger being pointed it was at peacock based on the people that i talked to i was like hey what's going on and they're like peacock bro uh we've already got super chats i love me some sofa says that your rant was better than the extreme rules ending you're gonna have to read this one because i don't know what it means donde esta la biblioteca what's that mean uh, where's the library? Oh, and Sergio <laughs> Martinez says you've been watching too much Telemundo, or I don't know, speaking Spanish her whole life. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that too. Uh, well, too bad we don't have anybody that speaks French. If we would have had somebody that well, speaks French, this would have been great. Some stupid punk says, <laughs> I recognize some of those words, never took French, and said, Why is she speaking French? Dear Lord Jesus Christ. Did you ever watch all that when you were little? No, I never watched oh, it. Oh, God. Kenan uh, Thompson played this French guy in a tub, and he would just go, ha, 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 the whole time, like a French guy. It was great. Oui. That's all I know is we oui and uh, baclez-vous anglais. I don't even think I said that right. Our friend Destiny FOMO, go follow her at twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO, says, I wonder why Denise continues to invite Sean back on her show. I, I feel like, like you didn't in that in that intro, but. I like pain and I like to suffer. Omar saying, don't bully SRS. You did. <laughs> I hope you we did. don't get demonetized. I said some stuff. <laughs> JW Pringle says, I pay for Peacock and they have Spanish language, Spanish English overlap. Might as well pay you all too. My gosh, guys. Thank you for these super chats. I really appreciate it. Um, Joseph Correa says, thank you to all you guys for what you do on a daily basis. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we made it through this show. So, so here we are. Did you watch the pre-show tonight? Yes, I did. Actually. I, I, I took a nap before the show cause I was very exhausted and the pre-show started and my fiance was cleaning and I was like, dude, wake me up when the match starts. <laughs> so I started once the match actually, like a couple minutes before the match started was when I actually came out to watch the pre-show. Stone Cold says Pierre Escargot is who I was talking about on all that. There you go. Tremaine says, man, I hope Liv Morgan still wants to wrestle once her Fed contract is up. Was love to see her in Shimmer or ROH. 
buddy. Uh, yeah, I think ROH is is more likely. I think she'll get some offers whenever her deal is up if she wants to to move on. But she got the win here. This was a match. It was a pre-show match, and she probably should not have lost on Friday, Denise, because now all they're going to do is run back the match with Zelina this Friday. Guaranteed. Oh, 100%. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. I had a right away, I had a feeling that just because this match was moved to the pre show, that I knew that they were essentially going to have this match essentially being run back on SmackDown. And here's the thing that's very frustrating. And we've talked about this countless times. I've talked about this multiple times on my SmackDown post show, but it is. It's very rare, Sean, when you have somebody on the roster that the crowd is just completely ready to see, you know, burst out. We're ready to see what Liv Morgan can bring to the table. And right now, it's not like they have very many women to work with, you know. Building up somebody like Liv Morgan can actually do more better for the roster than anything else. And people have been wanting to see her do something. And even before Money in the Bank, we thought they were. Money in the bank came. The people wanted to see her win that briefcase. She didn't. And then they never touched back on what she was doing prior to that. And then they're finally starting to do something with her. So today, today for this match, it was a good match, okay, from what I saw. But I will be yeah. completely honest with you. The issues with the broadcast, with the Spanish and the English and the French and all of that really took me out of this match. And that really sucks because this felt like a big deal of a match. Afterwards, when Liv Morgan won, it felt like a big deal to me, which sucks because this match was some was supposed to be on the main card. And, you know, Liv Morgan comes out with the new look and, you know, she's looking like she was ready to be on the main card. And then you get bumped up to the pre-show. Kind of sucks, but this was still a nice win for her. But it does also suck one more time because a lot of the focus from the match was taken away because everybody was talking about one thing and one thing only, and that was the Peacock. Uh, the audio. People should not be talking more about the audio snafu than the match itself, and that's the situation we're in. That and was that's not uh, WWE's fault. That's completely on the Peacock. Like yeah. they should be upset. Like I mean, I would be upset if this was my company. I would too. I would too. And I mean, this is that they didn't have that issue that I remember when they were running their own network. Norm says, glad Liv got a win. We'll see where she is in three weeks. Stay juicy. Well, I mean, I don't know where anybody's going to be in three weeks because there's a draft coming up. But we did have uh, the opening match, which was made on the pre-show. Lastly, AJ and Omos against New Day. They ended up announcing Biggie and Lashley for Raw, kicking off Raw tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I will say it is funny to see a lot of people that were complaining about what kicked off AEW. Now going in and watching this match kick off Raw, which the most people are going to be watching Raw is at the beginning of the show. I mean, that, that just seems to be the case. It, it was a, a rare exception a couple weeks ago when Big E won the title and it was the highest quarter hour, but this will probably be the highest quarter hour now. And it's one of those things where it seems like WWE's squeezing the last bit out of something and before they, they make a change in the draft. But I love this match. It was really fast-paced. I love seeing New Day together. Um, I don't necessarily see Omos as WrestleMania main eventer, like I've seen some people say on Twitter or anything like that. But if they continue to protect him, when he gets beat, I think it will be more important. Um, so uh, I'm going to work on fixing my camera now, which apparently people say is glitching. Well, what do you think of this opening match? 
All right. So first of all, I like this opening match. It was a fun match. You know, you saw a lot of really good stuff throughout it. But what I really liked from this is two things. One, it looks like we're moving forward or possibly moving forward with seeing uh, the possibility of AJ Styles being that next big opponent for Big E. And if you're going to have anybody essentially make Big E look like a monster champion, that is definitely AJ Styles. AJ Styles, as we know, is somebody who is going to bump the hell for Big E and Big E is just going to there Big E is going to come out looking like this like an even better champion. So I do hope and, and, they're and they so over everybody just loves yes. them. And they have good chemistry because obviously we saw a nice little snippet of that during this match and they had really good chemistry with one another. I mean, again, AJ Styles has good chemistry with everybody, but still. So I really like the fact that they're going to go ahead and hopefully move forward with that. It's my best estimation based off of what you saw here today. The other thing that I do want to put over, and I kind of mentioned this on our Raw post show, but I have to mention it again. Really post WWE championship reign, Bobby Lashley is I am here for it. For some reason, I am more interested in Bobby Lashley now that he's not champion than he was as champion. I feel, and later on, you know, when he does that whole promo challenging Big E, I really like that promo. I thought he made a lot of sense. And at first I was kind of worried because I was like, man, they have the heel here making all the sense in the world. And later on, we do get that promo from Big E accepting the challenge. And I thought that the way that he did it, sort of like mocking Bobby Lashley and his knee pain and all of that, thought that was really great too. So I do like how this uh, is playing into that match that we're going to see on Raw. And I was here saying, you know, all I was here talking about the hot shotting and all of that. And while I still think that is true, I feel that this is something though that Raw desperately needs. So I am not like I'm happy that they're actually doing this match between Biggie and Bobby Lashley. And uh usually I wouldn't be keen on setting up a rematch by pinning somebody. This I thought was a great way to do it. AJ and Bobby Lashley have those competitive, like that competitive spirit. Like they are both almost two decades in Bobby Lashley's 15 years in AJ's 20 years in and AJ's like, no, let me finish him off. And then Lashley blind tags him and in blind tagging AJ styles, it almost like throws AJ off a little bit and Lashley accidentally hits the spear. Then he turns around into biggie and that's why he's mad to that's why he got pinned. And I'm, I'm okay with that. It's not optimal for me, but I'm okay with it because Bobby Lashley is like, I'm sick of everybody. I'm sick of the Hurt Business. I'm sick of MVP. I'm sick of AJ and Omos. I don't want anybody there. I don't want Xavier there. I don't want Kofi there. I want me and you, nobody else, messing up all this stuff. Nobody that I'm wrestling before, one-on-one, and I dig it. It makes a lot of sense. Do it on Raw. Do these big matches on Raw. They're paying you a billion dollars, too. Uh, By the way, we've got a story on the USA-WWE relationship coming on FightfulSelect.com. This Friday, we just posted one on the Fox relationship. Make sure you check it out. But really thought, good stuff. My favorite thing know. about that, you know, aside from the big deal of the important facts that you put on there, my biggest takeaway from this, Sean, was I now know where Vince goes to eat to dinner. And you yeah. know what? That was interesting for me. I like those kind of I was I was at the place where he was having a high-level really? meeting while he was doing it and didn't even realize it. Yeah. No. Yes. You could have been there like, you know, binoculars know, and all of I that. Know. You would have gotten some great scoops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there were people in WWE that hit me up and they're like, how do you know where Vince had that dinner meeting? <laughs> it's like, well, that's why you read the story. 
Uh, you know, Lexon, next time, just a heads up, I would like to know what he ate too, please. That's information. Oh, you that know he ate I like steak. Know, you okay? know he yeah, ate steak. Yeah, but I steak. like to know details. I, I like information. Did he get a bread roll? Did he not get a bread roll? What was he, the side? Mashed he, potatoes, broccoli? I'll work. I'll it? work it. I'll do better. Thank you. This Oblivious, people want. Oblivious Carrie says, um, Denise Spanish is cute. Reminds me of Netflix shows. Also, uh, to our moderator, please put that comment back in that you just deleted because I hadn't read it yet. Um, James Boris says, Denise giving SRS uh, what for in Spanish uh, popped me good. And I can't pronounce this. Orale, Denise. Orale. Oh. Eso lo puso en su lugar. You tell me. Orale, Denise. Eso lo puso en su lugar. In my place. Yeah. There you go. Tremaine says, I would comment about the match, but after the live match, I didn't actively watch the rest of the pay-per-view. I just looked at my phone. I get Peacock for free. Well, you got those commercials, my dude. And Anakin says, hope you can add audio snafu to the Peacock story. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. there. It doesn't end with the USA story this Friday, guys. I got one the Friday after that about their relationships with streaming services. And it ain't just one. And there are other companies involved. So there's there's a lot of stuff I'm going to be dropping over the next couple of weeks. And if you like to find out how and why things work, you'll really like that story. You're welcome, Sean, by the way. Yeah. Dallas fan says Liv should be drafted to Raw. Joel Wood says, I loved reading a good uh, four-paragraph article. And the headline on all the websites was the one line about it being strained. Yeah, I didn't quite like that. I mean, I, I mentioned that this story started because somebody said the relationship is strained. So I was like, I'm going to find out if the relationship is strained. And I talked to people at Fox and I talked to people in WWE. And some of them were, were willing to give me more information than others. And they're like, well, there's some stuff we're not stoked about. But no, because this meeting happened. This meeting happened. Uh, Denise, there's going to be a show in your hometown that Vince and Nick Khan saw was set for Raw. And they're like, no, we're not giving Raw that show. We're giving it to Fox because Fox Sports is in L.A. So uh, lots of neat little nuggets there. I saw that you were totally Sean Ross sassy, BTW. I mean, it's, headlines. it's just like, come on. They can do better than that. I know they want the clicks and all that stuff. And, you know, we post some stuff for clicks, too. We did one about Daniel Bryan saying that apples were basically tree semen. But I, I mean, on that. I saw tree semen and I was like, I'm clicking on this. But that was also completely representative of what he said. The main takeaway, I, I don't think there could be a main takeaway from that Fox article. It was just a, an article about the relationship and some, how some of this stuff works. It wasn't, LOL, Fox is pissed at WWE. But There's maybe, layers to things. But maybe one of these upcoming stories will be. You never know. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com now. Is that clickbaity? That sounded like yes. a clickbaity like yes. approach. Oh, I don't mind clickbait. No, not at all. It's just be honest with it. Be honest with it and be fairly representative. Uh, Joseph Correa says, just noted, noticed E's Fuji's inspired gear on tonight's show. Love that so much. I mean, they're back together. So there we go. Sean Blanford says, I bet Randy Orton interferes within the first five minutes to set up a triple threat to end Raw. I hope not because, I mean, that's – that's part of what built this story, Denise, is that he didn't want Orton around or anything either. Yep, agreed. It's Myers says, think the picture Bray posted means anything? Means he was reminiscing, I think. What was the picture that he posted? I didn't see. 
It was a picture of him and the Wyatt family against Daniel Daniel Bryan and the Usos. Oh, okay. There you go. We had the Usos defeating the Street Profits. I think uh, now we've only seen I think four matches between these two. One of them was like a really great twenty minute match earlier this year. Uh, I think it was the weekend of Double or Nothing, maybe because I think I was traveling when it was happening. But then there were two DQs. But it feels like they've wrestled 700 times. And I don't know why it feels like that, but it does. Do you think that we will get a split and these two teams will go a different way in the draft? Because it would be very, very easy for them to do Usos and Naomi against Street Profits and Bianca at some point. But they could also do that years and years down the line, too, and that'd be good. So with the Street Profits, I could see them doing that. Obviously, with the Usos, I don't think so because they're still doing that whole thing with Roman Reigns and all of that. And I still think that should stay as is. But with the Street Profits, given that we had Montez Ford essentially shining on his own this past Friday against Roman Reigns in a really high-profile match in his career, I could see them, you know, essentially splitting them up. But given the tag teams in WWE and how there really aren't that many true tag teams, I don't want to see any tag teams get split up right now. I just don't think it's like the right time. Oh, no. I meant, do you think that they will end up on different brands? Like, do you think Street Profits and Usos will end up on different oh, brands? You meant, oh, I thought bit. you yeah. meant like the teams. No, I mean, that, that's, that's just as good of a oh, question. So, oh, I mean, well, that's that fine. Yeah, no, that's not a problem. I don't care about that. Like, I don't mind seeing, uh, you know, Street Profits going over, you know, to Raw or something. No, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good match per usual. I mean, that's to be expected. Montez, uh, does that Tope Kangiro that is just incredible every single time that I saw it or see it? Raw has like nine tag teams. SmackDown has like eight tag teams. There are a lot of tag teams right now. It's just I want to see them creatively built. I don't just want to see singles match, singles match, tag match. I don't want to just see that. I want to see some story behind this stuff. And when I say story, I don't mean Viking Raiders, Street Profits type of story. So I'll be honest, I know why people like this match and I know the reasons why I like this match towards the end and I I know what people saw in this match. However, I wasn't necessarily as crazy about this match as some people here might be. I thought that there were a lot of things that could have been could have been done differently to make more sense. Uh for example, the second okay, so we saw Montez Ford on SmackDown essentially get beat by Roman and the Bloodline. You know, obviously he comes in with the you know, his 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 taped his taped, uh, you know, midsection and all of that. He has yeah. all of that going on. Right. And that was a major part of this story. So my issue here was you have Angelo Dawkins start off this match and they start this match up in a lockup. That's my number one pet peeve. Your friend just got the living hell beat out of him the yeah. week prior. And you're starting this matchup in a lockup. I didn't like that. I also did not like that. It made Angelo look dumb that his friend is obviously not at 100%. So he he should be, he shouldn't have been tagging him right into this match so soon. He could have been, They could, I feel that the proper story in the beginning of this could have been like, 
let me get this match because I know you're not 100% and let me do everything that I possibly can at the top of this. It would have made more sense. It didn't make sense for him to tag in his partner that he knows very well is not 100% to go in there and get his butt beat for like who knows how long he was getting beat. There were a lot of times where I felt Montez Ford completely forgot that he had to sell the ribs uh, when he was stretching to try to get that tag. It was like, okay, come on, Nick, now you're just forgetting. And I kept noticing that throughout throughout the entire match. So I didn't like that either. Um, and then once the crowd chant, once the crowd started chanting tables, I kind of felt that that was the sign of we're kind of bored and you need to spice this match up. It started to get progressively better after this. The other thing that I do want to add is that I think commentary could have done so much more for this match. Montez Ford is known for doing his frog splash. He that is his signature move. People know that. So obviously with him not being tip top shape, we know that that's going to affect him during this match. I really do wish that commentary would have been talking about this throughout the entire match so that then when Montez Ford went in to do the uh, frog splash and uh, we saw him essentially, uh, I forgot who he went to do it on, but he put his knees up, right? They should have essentially built up the story, built up the hype so that when he did go up for the frog splash, it would have actually meant something that, hey, uh, you know, he could literally be legitimately hurt by sacrificing himself to win this match by doing his, uh, by doing his, you know, his frog splash. So I do think that there was a lot of stuff that wasn't completely thought out in this match. I think that this was one of those matches that, Towards the end, it really was because the crowd was the ones that kind of elevated this match. But I thought that there was a lot of things that they should have done differently for the proper story of this match. So for me, I didn't like it. You know, it's a very good point. I thought the action was good, but I I just I couldn't care about this match from a story perspective because it it just hadn't been built. It, It. It hadn't been built in a way that made me excited to see the Street Profits because they had used them to build Roman and, and all these other people. And uh, I'm glad that, that Roman had put the pain on Montez. But as you said, well, what's the point in putting the pain on him if he doesn't sell that pain a couple nights later? Joel Wood says, what's more likely? Wyndham Rotunda appears at Bound for Glory, AEW Rochester, or Bray Wyatt returns to WWE before year's end? I mean, guys, I haven't spoken on this because I haven't got it confirmed, but I'm under the impression he's on a 90-day non-compete. So I don't know how he could appear at either one of those two. So I would have to go with him returning to WWE would be the most likely. Um, But yeah, I'm still working to find out more about that. Well, I wasn't expecting that answer out of you. I mean, besides the 90-day thing, which is obvious, but returning to WWE, I didn't expect that one. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that if that, that would be, WWE would be willing to offer lower deals. And but wouldn't that look bad? Of course it would, but they didn't care. They did that to Matt Cardona and Heath Slater. Uh, yeah. they, they offered them both deals to come back for less money. Uh, and Drake Maverick, and he accepted it. Ian says, do you think there's a possibility the WWE title and Universal title switch brands this Friday? Oh, buddy, Fox loved them some Roman Reigns. They really do. I mean, I didn't necessarily lean into that in the piece, but they one of the things they that that reps told me they love so much is that he defends that title on their show, and they they like it. They they he are was very the main aware of it. Focus of the show for a very long time, and still is. But there was other shows where there was literally no other story other than Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Indeed, guys, get your super chats in. It helps support us, and please leave a thumbs up. We're gonna have a lot of cool interviews this week. Make sure you keep it locked here at Fightful.com, but. Also, check out our magazine, FightfulMag.com. We've got an article on CM Punk and John Cena's returns. 
uh, Thunder Rosa from people who work with her. Cody Diener of Impact Wrestling is the latest contributor of the Wrestlers Tribune. Uh, sending our condolences, thoughts, and prayers to the Thunderdome as we kick it to the curb. Indy Tales, a story about Brian Lee. If you don't know who Brian Lee is, he's the former Chains of DOA, the former fake Undertaker. I've been trying to track him down for years, and there's actually a story about an indie match with him. And go figure, this week he's booked for his first indie appearance in years. We also take a look at the uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Series. You get my last word as well. Fightfulmag.com. Make sure you guys check that out. Brought to you by Magic Spoon and Blue Chew. (sighs) So, after Charlotte Flair beat Alexa Bliss, I tweeted, Wow, I'm so happy they didn't do any smoke and mirrors. I thought they were. They didn't really do much. Well... They didn't do smoke and mirrors. They were trying to do Alka-Seltzer. I don't get it. You didn't see that up on the top of the, top of the ramp? Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Oh, okay, sorry. So, I didn't get it for a second. I was like, what are you talking about? Charlotte wins. I was fine with the match. There were some turnbuckle spots that missed by a mile, like just whiffed. There were some moves that whiffed. But the camera guys did did their best. The producers did their best to kind of hide that. But as I've mentioned, Alexa Bliss has gotten more aggressive in the ring. I really dig that. Charlotte's always aggressive in the ring. I loved her Venom-inspired gear. That was really cool. Let's talk about the body of the match before we talk about the post-match because the post-match is a whole different freaking thing. How did you feel about this? Because Alexa hasn't really been wrestling that much this year. So for the actual match, I liked it. I I think up until this point of the night, it was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. I was digging it, especially because I did like everything that they did on Raw. You know, that whole promo, we talked about it. We already, you know, went in depth about that. But I really did. They covered it heavily in the pre-match. They did. They practically aired the entire thing. So, But I will say this, like that one thing that they did really got me hyped for this actual match. And I remember you and I were having this discussion where you said, oh, I hope they don't do the smoke and mirrors things and I was like Sean are you crazy they're totally gonna do it I was expecting all of this you know magic and and things falling from the ceiling and you know black liquid all of that I was expecting some more uh movements from Lily all of that I was oh. glad that they Ooh. didn't do that they didn't lean into that the way that they have in the past and I think it made the match much more entertaining uh, I didn't know which direction they were going to go in I think a lot of the matches on this card I had a feeling I felt very like I was 99.9% sure on mainly all of the winners of who I thought was going to win this was the match where I was a little bit torn where I thought hey they're either going to stick with Charlotte or they're going to go with Alexa but I thought they were going to go with Alexa so that because this new character, she hasn't really necessarily been, you know, getting that many wins or, you know, been on top. She hasn't been champion as this character. So I thought that maybe this was the opportunity given how much time that they've invested in her. So I thought that they were going to pull the plug with her there. But then when they did it, I thought, okay, so does this mean we're done with this version of Alexa Bliss? Is is this over? Or is this just going to continue to drive her even more mad? I'm a little bit confused as to where well, we're going here. This is her first one-on-one loss in a year since, uh, gosh, I think uh, I think Lacey beat her by DQ a year ago. And then like I think maybe last July, 
Nikki Cross beat her. And I mean like last year. So she's been very protected. But after the match, which again, I thought was, I thought was fine. It was all right. Um, we've got Charlotte ripping the Lily doll and Alexa Bliss throwing a fit over it and crying in the ring over the, the ripped up Lily doll. I love uh, this. We've got Aiden O'Donnell saying Alexa Bliss deserves more than this crap. She puts everything into whatever she's given. Also, anything on WWE being upset with NBC over Peacock. I'll, I'll work on that last part, but that's where the finger was pointed. You liked the the doll being ripped up, eh? Or, or her reacting? I didn't. I'm like, come on. Come no, on. I did. I did, and the reason for that is some like someone just mentioned right now. Alexa Bliss does what she can with what she's yeah. given. And I mean, she sold that where even I started thinking, oh, man, that's kind of sad. You know, when Charlotte held up Lily's torn face, I thought that was a pretty funny visual. And then afterwards, you know, her just, you know, ripping things apart, her being so upset. I genuinely felt that she was legitimately upset. And that's the point of the character. Like, I get it. A lot of people do not like the character, but that's what she's doing. And I think that she really made it work here tonight for what it was. Again, I know it's a joke character with the Lily Dawn everything, but I thought she did a good job at being like legitimately, you know, pissed about it, being all sad, picking up the pieces of the Lily doll. So I can see how that would essentially connect with like a younger audience, a young, way, way younger audience. Sure. I liked it. I didn't hate it. Honestly, out well, of everything that they've had Alexa Bliss do, this was nowhere near the bottom of the things that she has done. Oh, I think it, that shit up on the ramp was near the bottom. But that was bad. That was bad also because of the production. Had they oh, hit, yeah. you know, the big ass, you know, thing in her mouth, they wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as bad. Well, Rob Reed says, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a terrible post-match with Alexa. David Winger says, well, Alexa, wear the lily mask. I'm sure she will. She'll do something. But she's up on the ramp, and she's got the doll, and she's supposed to be foaming at the mouth, but you see the tab in there. That was on production. Oh. Lower the damn camera. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not blaming Alexa for any of this shit. If it were anybody but Alexa... It'd be even worse because Alexa does her best at everything that she does. She jumps full on into it. But man, this was so lame. This was so bad. They ruined, oh. they ruined the, I don't know if I want to say mystique, because you could argue that there is no mystique, but I don't know what else to say. It ruined what they were trying to do. Nobody wants to see how it's made, you know? It, 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 that was all on production. They failed her there. Nerd Guru says, I bet my life savings that the next part of this Lily crap is like Ra Raquel getting called up to be the real life Lily to be her almost, so to speak. I don't think so. I don't think they'll Someone do mentioned somewhere that one of Scarlet were to become like her Lily doll. I don't know. It got me thinking, though. Dallas fan 82 says, so sick and tired of Charlotte. She's the reason Liv, Tony Storm, Tegan, and Shotzi never get pushed. It's all about Charlotte and WWE's obsession with her breaking dad's, her dad's record, Team Bliss. Okay, uh, all due respect. Thank you for the super chat. That's bullshit. Yeah. WWE is the reason that Liv, Tony Storm, Tegan, and Shotzi never get pushed. They are the reason. Charlotte doesn't book the shows. Charlotte is just good at what she does. WWE could book all those people on their show, give them pushes, and, and give them something creative. It is no single superstar's fault. They don't book the show. Also... Almost all of those people are on a show that Charlotte isn't on. So thank you for the super chat, but that's just not true. 
Well, to add to that, you don't think Charlotte wants other women to work with that kid that are over and can genuinely pull out a good story? I'm pretty sure Charlotte wants an interesting story with an interesting woman that because as you know, if you know, if things are going good, if she has a a hot feud with somebody, that's only going to add more money in her pocket. So I'm sorry, but the whole blaming Charlotte thing has just gotten out of hand. Oh, man. So we had Damian Priest defending against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. There was some stuff I liked about this match, some stuff I didn't like about this match. Let's talk about what I didn't like first. There was one spot where Jeff Hardy is going to do his his pin. I love the pin, too. It's the double leg drop onto the legs of Sheamus. He's really slow to lean over and grab one of the legs, so Sheamus feeds him the other one. That's not supposed to be how that works you're supposed to make him grab it or at least give him a reason to do it and there was a real bad spot that got messed up with jeff hardy and damian priest this was not jeff hardy's best day either but the crowd was mega hot for him they were ready for it which the thing is they like damian priest a lot too because he's cool he's protected he's he's good it's just jeff hardy in this midwest region especially He's super over. I loved Sheamus making fun of Jeff Hardy on the top rope. I wish he would have done a swanton. That would have been so funny to me if he did a swanton. Um, I liked the pace of this match. It got clunky. And to me, I, I wasn't, I was more intrigued in this than I would have been Priest and Sheamus. But ultimately, I was watching Priest defend the title against two people that I've already seen him beat. And I knew he was going to win this one too. What are your thoughts on this? So I just got to say, one of the things that I do want to make note of is why do they treat Jeff Hardy like he's 50 years older than Seamus and Damian Priest? The age difference is not even a big gap, but he's presented like he's 50 years older Those than entering them. miles, though, Denise. He's got he's got legitimately like 15 more he, right. he was in WWE in 1994. Yeah, but they can work around that. And even then, like, God, do you remember that, uh, God, that triple threat ladder match that he was in uh, with Sami Zayn and uh, AJ Styles? Yeah. I mean, come on, that was, like, incredible. I feel that you can definitely work around that and, you know, have, you know, him do what he still can do in the ring. I just don't like that he's being presented like he's a million years older than he, these guys when he's not. I think from an in-ring perspective that that's why. Because, I mean, we didn't see Sheamus for 15 years after we first saw Jeff Hardy. We didn't see Damian Priest for 25 years after we saw Jeff Hardy. Now, I know the, the age. I mean, I wonder at this point, like, are the ages just kayfabe? I mean, they tried to pretend Dominic was 21 last month. So How I'm sure Dominic? it's like 25. Oh, okay. But like, I, I'm sure they're not going to go around saying, oh, well, the, this rookie Damian Priest that we just called up is, is 39 years old. But I mean, he did debut like a decade after Jeff Hardy. He, he didn't really ramp up his career until well after that. And wasn't even on the national scene uh, until well after that so i don't have as much of a problem with them doing it and jeff hardy's got some miles on that body and he's he slowed down a lot more than these two i mean he was the one that stuck out like a sore thumb in this match to me 
Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't. He, it was better having him in the match, but yeah, it wasn't like the greatest thing. But I do want to say um, the other thing that I do want to add though is I legitimately like. Okay, so going into this match, I was like one hundred percent Damian Priest is winning. But there was yeah. a portion when that crowd got so hot for Jeff Hardy. I feel that the crowd really got invested in this when they thought Jeff Hardy was going to win. Oh, boy, Once they, did. they started to feel that there was a chance, they got so hot. I mean, he was over. And I just started thinking, oh, my God, oh, they're going to have Jeff Hardy win. And at the same time, I was like, well, this is great for Jeff Hardy. It would not necessarily be great for what they're doing with Damian Priest right now. So either way, for a split moment, I really thought that there was a chance that they were going to give it to Jeff Hardy here. But I mean, at the end of the day, like Jeff Hardy is Jeff Hardy. He's going to be over no matter what, you know. Um, but that's pretty much like I did think that there was a nice flow of, you know, continuous action throughout the entire match. But uh, I don't think it was one. It wasn't up there in one of my favorite matches of the night. Yeah, um, they do. They do every match so many times. It's like get get them on different brands, get Apollo and Nakamura on different brands, get Sheamus and Damian Priest on different brands. And do you think that I mean, depending obviously on the the draft and all of that, but do you think that there's a possibility because they did tease this for a while that they were that they're going to circle back after they do Biggie and Bobby Lashley? Do you think they'll circle back to Bobby Lashley, Damian Priest because they teased that for a while? Yeah, I could see that. I could see. I mean, that's that's a hell of a feud. Too. I mean, Bobby Lashley told me he wanted to face Damian Priest as as well. Like, so I could and see that happening. Something new with Damian Priest because just having yeah. him in matches with Sheamus, it's it, it's gonna ruin what they have with Damian Priest. I would actually like um, if Lashley moved to SmackDown and feuded with Roman. I think that'd be a cool one too. But we'll see how that goes. Uh, Air Force Sister 74 says, love that Denise tweeted that she stood up and did Damien's entrance. I always do Damien's entrance. He has the best entrance, man. I'm t- did I tell you? Whenever they bring back, well, when it, not bring back, but whenever they do a WrestleMania access, because they always have yeah. the fan the fan stage where you go and you do the, the entrance. I've always been too shy to do it. I'm going to do Damien Priest's entrance when Amazing. I get the chance. Amazing. James Boris says, when this demon Alexa started, I was actually excited. I thought she was going to be Sister Abigail. They were going to play off of that. Then this character unfolded after, over the last however long it's been. Ooh, boy. Well, and, and based on what we know about them not having any firm plans for Orton and The Fiend, it, it's like, I wonder how far ahead they knew they were just going to transfer this over to her. Yeah. Guys, please leave a thumbs up. Uh, donate a super chat to get your question or statement read on the air. Denise, uh, had you been to an NFL game before last week? Yeah, I've been to two. Okay. I'm going this Thursday. I get to watch uh, the Bengals make Tony Khan cry. Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of WWE aren't fans. The, be- is, aren't the Jaguars like on a big time losing streak? Yes, they're terrible. Aren't they like 0-17? Well, well, the, I don't the, even know. Actually. No, no. The Bengals, Bengals won today, though. No, I'm talking about the Jaguars. Well, yeah, I know, but uh, I was I was just saying Insane. the Bengals are doing well. The Jaguars. Well, I'm not talking I don't about the Bengals. Uh, I am because I get to watch them beat the Jaguars <laughs> on Thursday. Well, I hope they do. If they don't, it would just look worse for them. Oh man! Well, you know what? Yeah, I've been to two football games. Manscaped is here to intercept those pube hairs, like everybody's defense is doing to Trevor Lawrence right now. Oh yeah. 
Don't neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off. If you groom below the waist, and if you, first off, if you don't, ew, you should. Performance Package 4.0 is an essential purchase for you. Good news for our international listeners. These life-changing products are now available in Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0, the fourth-generation trimmer that also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their skin-safe technology. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor, multifunction on-off switch, travel lock. It's waterproof. It's got a 4,000K LED light, but that's not all. You get the Weed Whacker. It's an ear and nose hair trimmer because, ooh, why do you want those around? It's good. It's safe. You're not going to bust yourself wide open. And you know what? Get your nutsack smelling and looking good, too. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, and the Performance Boxer Briefs to get it good and cozy down there. Plus, a travel bag. Get 20% off, plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Hit them up at Manscaped on Twitter. Even if you don't use the product, say, you know what? I had no idea how to take care of my pubes till Fightful hit me up and sent me to Manscaped. That lets them know that that uh, you heard about them from us. I just realized I'm Vanna White of Manscaped. You are. You are the Vanna White of ball sacks. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> lovely i'm so proud it's what i've worked my entire life to be like i wish that we had like a thing behind you and you could turn it like a letter and it's that week's sponsor oh like, i'll um, make one i'll make see, one go. i'll make that's, one i'll make like a wheel or something that's good stuff my eye is glitching <laughs> anakin jmt says that 109 yard touchdown you posted was crazy lol lions a guy went for the longest field goal in nfl history didn't make it, and the guy who caught the ball ran it back for the longest touchdown in history. And then later, somebody kicked an even longer field goal than that. It was wild. Wow. Some Were they as punk- good a kicker as me? Did you watch my video? <laughs> you know I did, because I posted the Orange Cassidy kicking video. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it, was, it was terribly embarrassing. There was like a whole line of people, and... <laughs> It was funny because the girl behind me was telling her like boyfriend, like, oh, I'm so scared. I don't want to go up. And I was like, don't worry. Like after I go up, you can't look worse than that. So I saved that girl. You know what? I did it for her. I'd like to think I would do better, but I'm not convinced that I would do better. So it's a lot harder than it looks. Well, also I'm uncoordinated, but still. It was fun. Punk says a work buddy mentioned that the Jaguars were looking at moving to Oakland. It's right next to me. If so, I hope they bring AEW events. I don't know. I I have no idea about that. Uh, but JW Pringle says, mental health moment. If you think you need help, please seek it out. Please don't be too proud or too scared to reach out. One of the hardest things you can do sometime is ask for help. You are loved and worthy. We need you here with us. I agree. Uh, as always, I will encourage you guys. First off, I want to thank JW Pringle for sending his super chat for that. Uh, go to NAMI Communicate on Twitter. Every year I do the, the NAMI walk. Um, 
my work for Wrestle Talk Magazine over the last year that I've done. Uh, I've donated to NAMI with, with what I make from there. They are an incredible cause that it has an awful lot of, of fantastic resources, so please check that out. We had Bianca Belair against Becky Lynch, and boy, do I have mixed feelings. First off, Becky looks incredible physically. I like the gear. It was different. She is transformed. She's doing different things in the ring as well, which I like. Her and Bianca, I keep hearing that they're tearing it up on the live events and the dark matches, and WWE has been happy with that. I really like this match, but I'll tell you what I don't like, Denise. Watching a pay-per-view and watching a pay-per-view match for 20 minutes and going to a DQ ending, especially on a show called Extreme Rules. Even though I know it's not an Extreme Rules match, don't give a damn. 20 minutes to go to a DQ ending. You couldn't have had a winner. Didn't I, I'm, not, I'm not confident in WWE's ability to creatively tell this story. And I swore, I was like, you know what? Becky was probably okay with that 26-second win because there's probably something really good creative in this. No, I was wrong. I gave WWE too, too much credit. I gave everybody too much credit. This, mm, I'm so glad Sasha's back. So glad she's back to these. Looked like a million bucks. She's a freaking star. But this, I'm like, it's always got to be just some fucking finish. Some just cloudy thunderstorm of a finish. Our good wrestler can't just beat a good wrestler and do it once. No, no. Can't be that. Sean, do that thing again. The... Oh, it just pissed me off. It's that so really annoying. hit home. I was like, ah. And see, I think that they think they're protecting people. I think yeah. their belief is that they're protecting people. But what it's doing is just showing me that nothing matters. It's just showing me that nothing matters. And then if I wasn't doing this, I could watch a YouTube video, watch a Twitter clip, see what happened later, because nobody just gets over. I, I mean, and when I say nobody, I don't mean absolutely nobody. So nobody send me a list of all the people that have won clean lately. It's just never this person faces this person. One is better than the other in a clean finish. And then they don't face each other again because they already figured out who was better. I feel you. I feel you. It was one of those things where, you know, I tweeted that this was by far the best match of the night. Obviously, this is yes. aside from the point where until we got to the main event, because that one's definitely up there, too. But this match was really good. I was completely and, and here's the thing is that we all know Bianca is very athletic. We know that. But seeing her do the stuff that she does in the ring and seeing her do it with somebody like uh, Becky Lynch, they had really good chemistry. I really liked the flow of the match. I was into it. So I wanted to see a big payoff. I didn't care if it, I, I, I went into this expecting to see Becky Lynch win. I wanted Becky Lynch to win. And that's not to say I don't want Bianca's champion. The reason I wanted Becky Lynch to win this match was because I didn't want them to essentially uh, make what happened at SummerSlam mean nothing. If Becky Lynch would have won today, I, I mean, if Bianca Belair would have won today, I think it would have really essentially made even worse her losing the title for absolutely no reason in the manner that she did at SummerSlam. So I was okay with them going into this, having a bomb match, however long it lasted, 
Uh, you said 20 minutes, so 20 minutes and they would have gone, you know, an extra five, Roughly, 10 minutes, yeah. whatever. That would have been fantastic. And, you know, even if they would have had Becky Lynch defeat her, okay, that I'm okay with that as long as it was something, a payoff to a competitive went, match. It went 1630. So. Okay. All right, I mean, cool. even that, I don't like wasting that much time either. Right. Okay. So exactly. I'm okay with that. So I liked seeing Sasha Banks back because I, I was genuinely surprised. I was not expecting to see her back today. To be honest, I had no idea when we were going to see Sasha Banks again. I had no idea. So when she came in today, I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Like, yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, damn, that kind of ruined this (laughs) match though, because also earlier, Becky Lynch had said that like there was a uh, God all was I forgot what she said exactly, but something about basically all happening in the like nothing essentially like ruining the match like all is in something like that. She said something along those lines, but then for it to end in a DQ that doesn't make sense. I completely agree. And then Sasha attacked uh, Becky afterwards. I do have to compliment WWE for one thing and it's not a new thing. Thank God they they started letting, especially the women, wear actual human being clothes that they wear instead of just their gear and their merch all the time. Because it sets Charlotte apart. It sets Sasha apart when they come out there wearing some stylish stuff that they actually would wear and not just their T-shirt and their gear. Um, yeah. Man, we've got some super chats. Nerd Guru, by the way, guys, get them in. We're heading down the home stretch here. Wild Boy says, I was at the Lions game today and thought that'd be the only screwy finish I'd see. That was a crazy finish. Uh, Nerd Guru says, Becky was away from the ring for 18 months, had a child, and is back better than ever. Didn't see any ring rust and saw some new stuff. That has to be applauded. And I, I think it's, I don't know if it was planned that way because they wanted her back for for WrestleMania. But Becky Lynch has had the opportunity to wrestle not in front of television crowds lately, Denise, which I think has has had to have been helpful. The fact that she's got to wrestle, I think, 10 times. I think she, she's done 10 matches, uh, tag matches, singles matches. She's got to work against Bianca Belair 10 times before this match. Uh, Cyclops has still butthurt since uh SummerSlam a Bianca win could fix that I'm just I'm just not creatively satisfied with this and I'm okay with Bianca chasing her bout oh man I'm interested in that but now but I am looking forward to if they do decide to Sean I'm gonna be so pissed if any of these three women get separated though in the draft if they separate them I'm gonna be pissed I'm looking forward to seeing a triple threat match you gotta give me you gotta give us that but, now it, but after at the that same finish. but at the same time you gotta get Oscar Charlotte and Ripley the hell away from each other because you already did that a ton oh boy nerd guru says this was not the pick-me-up I needed after the train wreck of a Giants game anyway despite the DQ Beck and Bianca match of the night the last two matches were fun matches with stupid endings that's what it was with the main event having a stupider ending. Well, there we go. We're we're heading towards it. Paul Heyman's backstage. He's calling real journalists on the phone. Not saying that he called me, but I love his chemistry with Kayla Braxton. And Kayla Braxton doesn't have to say anything. This is a, this is a case of a veteran making somebody better by just being around them. And Paul Heyman is so good at that. I really, really dig that. And I really dig this match. Until the ending, there was this good action. 
Balor was laying his shit in there so hard. He was like, I'm in there with the biggest dude, the biggest, baddest dude there is. I'm going to lay this stuff in. Some great spots through the table. Then we get the smoke and mirrors after the Usos interfere. Now, first off, why would the Usos wait to interfere? It's extreme rules. I did love that Balor kicked out of the spear and hit Reigns in the nuts like he had done. That was a good callback. I didn't mind the resurrection spot. I kind of I kind of dug that. I don't think I needed the lighting and all that. But if you're going to go with the demon anyway, I can go with the resurrection spot and him going friggin' crazy. I'm okay with that. Let's talk about what led up to that, Denise, because the finish is a whole different thing. All right. So prior to the finish, I agree. I like the low blow spot as well. I like them going in and fighting into the crowd, but with Roman Reigns putting his mask on, I didn't actually see when he put it on because I, I looked down to tweet or something and I looked up and I was like, oh, Roman's got his mask on. And I, I was like, okay, makes sense. You know, you're in the crowd and, you know, he's in remission and all of that. So, you know, better to be safe than sorry. 100% like that. Uh, I like that he did that. And I thought that it was completely explosive. I mean, both guys had so much good chemistry together. I love seeing that massive spear from Roman Reigns to Finn Balor um, on, like, for, to the barricade that was really really awesome i mean this was a great match and it kept getting better and better and going into this again i was expecting roman reigns to win that wasn't even my my thing although i was kind of feeling a little bit uh, hesitant because i didn't think that it should be at the expense of the character of the demon because on smackdown when he came out and the lights went down and you know he came out he got a massive reaction to that and the character or the persona is really, really loved by the fans. And today, uh, should I get into now the resurrection spot or should I wait till we talk about like, because that's like part of the what resurrection spot. Uh, so intangible one says you either do the rope spot or the resurrection spot, not both. People say Cody's matches are overbooked. This was overbooked. Let's get into this. Uh, I want to. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we got a billion super chats about this. We should. It was dumb. <laughs> it was so stupid. It was so goddamn stupid. Uh, Cyclops says to the Lions fans, bow to your Lord, Justin Tucker. Well, there was some act of God that ended this match because Balor is on the top rope and he's up there balancing. And then the ropes collapse. He gets speared, and that's it. Stellar Justin Lopez says, Sean, when is Finn's contract up? I do not know. This was so dumb. So stupid. I, I don't even know how this, on the, on the day that a Seth Rollins Broken Skull Sessions come out, Denise, where he said, as soon as I walked back after the Fiend match at Hell in a Cell, which you were at, he said that Tyson Kidd had to physically restrain him from going at Vince McMahon's 75-year-old ass physically. He said that Tyson Kidd had to hold him back. Seth Rollins, the, like, the company guy, the most company guy, went to Vince the next day, had to cool off, had to take a jog, Denise, 
to make sure he didn't beat up his boss and said, Vince, this can't ever happen again. And then we get stuff like this, which this nowhere near as bad as Hell in a Cell 2019. I'm not ready to say the night that wrestling died or anything. But for them to go from the resurrection spot to, well, he's resurrected, but God doesn't like him because he's a demon. So, like, he's going to fall off the top rope. <laughs> Shout out to WWE for getting God back since he's been out since Backlash 2006. What the hell was this, Denise? Sean, so let me tell you something. I said that I wanted Roman to win. Okay, great. When they did that resurrection spot, you had the heartbeat. You have the music. It felt like a scene from a movie. You know when a movie peaks and you're like, oh, this is it. We're going into that big finish of the movie. This is going to be grand. That is exactly what this felt like. This felt so freaking cool. I was in love with this. In love with this as a person who has been saying nonstop that I want Roman Reigns to have a long win. I was like, after this, they need to have Finn win. You can't build a guy up like that. Have him essentially come back from the dead or whatever the resurrection thing was, whatever. You can't do that. Have him hit this peak and then have them fall down in the dumbest way possible. If they would have, okay, let's just say they would have gone, I don't know, five or 10 more minutes of this match. I would have felt that to be a little bit more understandable and having him lose in that way. But instead, he goes to the top rope and out of nowhere, no one, I don't think anyone could have predicted this, the ropes just falling. And then I thought, okay, I knew it wasn't next. I knew it was part of the story. Like that was an issue. I knew it was part of the story, but I was like, why? And then him getting pinned after this, it was such a let down. It was like going on a roller coaster, strapping in your seat and it never taking off. It was so deflating. It was so, bad. And it was... It, how do you do that to him? It was horrible. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done it. Let's get into some of the reactions from our audience. Elvis Austin saying, wondering if Kenny Omega built the ring tonight. Uh, Colin says, I'd say the burial of demon is a joke, but jokes are funny. This is just sad. It is sad. It's very. Yeah. JJ says WWE's AEW revolution ending botch. Save it on SmackDown with a 69 me, Paul. It's the only way that would. Okay, listen, that would be stupid, but I would I would laugh if Roman Reigns said that just because it'd be so out of left field. Joseph says that Demon's resurrection was awesome. Finish was mid. Nurguru goes a step further and says Prince Devitt is all elite. A lot of comparisons to the, the barbed wire thing. Chris Christopher Hart saying A to B botches their barbed wire match by accident. WWE botches their extreme rules match on purpose. Boy, I think that's a pretty that's a really good point. When AEW messes stuff up like that, it, it's not intentionally. It isn't. But WWE does this stuff. They book it. Who oh. thought this was a good idea? One guy, I bet. Sean, it's like getting a Sunday and no Wait, no, I bet, I bet two guys did. I bet two guys did. Nergru oh. says, here's five dollars for Alex to absolutely rip this BS to shreds. Also, happy birthday to the Sour Lord. Yes, happy birthday to Alex Pawlowski. Happy birthday. John Vasquez says, and people are offended when somebody says WWE treats their fans like they're stupid. Good thing I didn't watch this pay-per-view and waste my time. Thank you both. I mean, this, this is sports entertainment. It's not pro wrestling. 
WWE has a lot of great pro wrestlers, but what they book is not that. Okay, so, okay, fine. Sports entertainment. I was not entertained. Exactly. It's bad sports entertainment. It's bad sports entertainment. Exactly. (laughs) Brandon Charles Powell says, commentators quickly started to talk about Brock Lesnar like we're just moving on at this point. I would want to move on from that shit as soon as I could too, Denise. But it's like, damn, you're supposed to, but they did it. They're supposed to sell it. Come on. That shit was cool. Oh, I was marking so hard. Bro, my tweets aged so fast. Like in 10 seconds, those were outdated tweets. Isaac Merriweather says, even God acknowledges me, which is what Roman Reigns will say on Friday. And Shanika says that he's God's other favorite champion. Uh, the Hebekin says the finish was whack. Roman does not need that type of match ending. That's why I wanted them to keep the smoke and mirrors away from Charlotte too. I d- they don't need it. They are above that. This and- does hurt Roman too, because he's been for the most, I mean, for, for he's definitely been protected. He's had great matches. I haven't had a problem with any of those finishes and he's, I've been very trustworthy of what they have been doing with Roman but after this, it does take something away from Roman Reigns, too. Not that much, not as much as it does to Finn, but I don't know. Comments on, on Finn's weight from Bezos saying, Finn's not even that heavy. How did it break? But then we had a, a super chat. I'll make sure to, to find out who. We said it clearly collapsed under, it was Andrew Olivar. It clearly collapsed under his 180-pound frame. And Rob Reed brings up the point that I talked about. Seth Rollins talking about wanting to choke Vince after Hell in a Cell, and Vince does this. There, like people are just so upset about this, and like there's some that are trying to have saving grace and say, hopefully Heyman comes out and says that he broke the rope, but he doubts it. Nico says that it was funnier and less frustrating than Lauren Murphy's game plan and corner men last night. She was not going to beat Shevchenko, my friend. I'm sorry, there, no, no game plan was going to help her there. Uh, Sandoval says the show was and didn't like Alexa, didn't like Bobby and asking for a rematch, didn't like the demon ending. But I do like I bore SRS <laughs> like a snack. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But more complaints about this ending are just piling in. Sean Blanford says that sure was something not quite hell in a cell, but not that far off. I, I do think it was far off. I don't think it was anywhere near as bad as that, but it was stupid. Uh, and he thinks that Roman's becoming stale. Do you think Roman's becoming stale, Denise? No, I just think that they need... The problem is that they don't have hot challengers for him. I mean, John Cena felt hot. Brock Lesnar felt hot, but we're still waiting to get there. Obviously, Crown Jewel, etc. The Finn Balor story came out of nowhere. And with Finn Balor being screwed with that contract signing because of John Cena took away from that. And then they rushed right into this. I mean, I don't know. I would say no. Comments on the red lighting, too, which I loathe. Dan V saying this is a very bad pay-per-view. It seemed like a lot of the wrestlers here were working in slow motion. My friends and I laughed at the awful red lighting and heartbeat with Finn getting up at the end. I didn't mind the resurrection. I didn't like the the music and uh, the light. I loved it. And, I thought it was super cool. And Cyclops says, who controlled the red lights, Finn or production? It's the spirit, pal. Uh, Tremaine says red lighting must be tied to another one of Vince's crazy childhood stories. You can only imagine. You can only imagine. Ken Shearer says, you just know that Vince thought that ending was hilarious. <laughs> I could imagine. He, he was laughing backstage after, uh, Hell in a Cell too. No. Uh, Are yes. you serious? Yep. I think it was more like a, <laughs> we'll get him next time. And then he realized how bad it was after that. 
Anthony says, what in the actual hell was the ending of that match from the corny heartbeat to Balor's music just playing for some reason, then the turnbuckle breaking? So there's a lot of people that are confused by that. Uh, it's Honestly, it seems like we're the only ones that like the resurrection. But I loved it, man. I was so for it. I don't even care if people make fun of me. I thought that was great. Nerd Guru wants to make sure that we don't fall off camera as this show abrupt, abruptly ends and says that it didn't protect the protect Finn. And Sean Blanford says it crushes Finn. Where does he go from here? That's true. Where does he go from here? I don't even have an answer to that. I don't either. I wish I did. I wish I had something. Probably, probably a rematch now in WWE. That's... That's what they do, right? And, like, what's the stipulation? The top, the top rope fell in an Extreme Rules match. You got to do it again. And I Dallas fan thinks that Paul Heyman cut the rope for a second, but he, he thought it was – I knew it was – I mean, whenever you hear the top rope fall like that, you can tell it's rigged. They could have at least – no, that wouldn't have made sense either. I was going to say you could have had broken the ring somehow, but, again, Finn Balor's a small guy. How is, how is he going to break the ring? I don't know. Maybe they could have come up with something. Lane Dashko compared this to the Barbire death match. Uh, bad ending that ruined a great match. Had a great laugh and uh, compliments us. Thank you so much. Anakin says that Roman's entrance was timed at seven minutes, 25 seconds. Uh, <laughs> was it really? or seven, yeah, which is 27 seconds shorter than living Carmella. Damn. Yeah, Oof. it doesn't need to be that long. Rob Reed says, I didn't actually get to see the ending to Extreme Rules. Peacock, Peacock crashed on me after Finn kicked out with the low blow. It's it's a really bad platform. The Peacock needs to get it together. More com more comparisons to Cody and Revolution and stuff like that. Ken Shiro saying that it was a worse ending than Revolution because at least Revolution was an accident. Somebody thought this was a good idea. Mm, no, I'm sorry. I think that yeah, I think that yeah. was worse. No, Revolution was way worse. Yeah, it was. Fran Chili says I don't ever want to hear uh, that Cody overbooks his matches again after that ending. Uh, when is Devitt to AEW confirmed? Th there was a lot of overbooking on this show. I mean, and a lot of stuff because they think they're protecting somebody, but they're not. They're just showing you that you don't got to watch the show. They should have just added some more stipulations. That would have been. I would have been like thumbs up. Tony says that he loved the resurrection. The music reminded him of listening Thank to themes you. while playing No Mercy and then the top rope. Yeah, I did. I kind of dig, like, I like that aspect of the old games as well. Dan V says, Balor's the new Dean Ambrose, and he got his exploding TV moment. Congrats to him, I guess. I don't think they're going, like, comedic with him. There was a lot of comedic stuff to, to Dean Ambrose, like the needle, the syringe, and all that. This didn't feel comedic to me. No, it just was bad booking. JJ says stuff like this really gives AEW more ammunition, especially with Bray Wyndham teasing going to Dynamite this week or Twitter during the show. Well, I mean, if AEW wants him, they'll they'll get him. I mean, Ring of Honor or Impact going to outbid him? I doubt it. Tigo says Finn pops up like the tyrant from Resident Evil games. Should have just had Brock's music hit or a fake Paul Heyman create the distraction. I don't think I was demon... expecting Brock Lesnar. That's what I, I was just... expecting. Yeah, I just don't think the demon should be getting distracted. Joel says or those just accidentally falling off and being a klutz afterwards. Yeah. Joel says those unhappy with Roman's entrance must have hated Taker. I mean, a lot of people didn't like Undertaker's entrances. Nerd Guru says, did no one think the finish of Brock just F5ing both dude and Roman crawls over for the pin? That's more protective than this. Yeah. Or just a clean finish. 
The yeah. demon's buried because he gets pinned by the best performer in the world? I think I they think, think so. they were protecting him by the ropes falling oh. and him being like, oh, my God, the ropes fell. I don't know. Avery Duncan says, do you think a 16-man bracket elimination to build Roman's next challenger would help build someone? Yes, because you got to win at least – got to win a bunch of matches to do that. So, yes, I think that would um, definitely help. Uh, I mean, somebody with wins gets the opportunity to to face him. I second that. I like that idea. 813 Car Guy says, the ending has me super sour right now, so I'd only be negative. Here's five bucks. I enjoy the fightful content. And Kevin Dunn stopped with the camera cut, says WWE had to make uh, Finn Balor look strong. Typical WWE. Nobody can be bigger than Roman, so they had to turn off the lights and cut the ropes. It didn't That's make anybody so look weird. Good. It is. Avery says the Roman Balor ending was God keeping Finn from winning because God himself has acknowledged a tribal chief. And he hates demons, Aubrey. Josh, no comment. Josh says disregarding the gimmick M ending, they managed to give the demon an L without Roman getting a real rub from it. Incredible stuff. That is no, true. Nobody gets over. Yeah, what the hell? What's the point in beating the guy if nobody gets over as a result? Dallas fan says Finn should get drafted to Raw and paired up with Alexa. Nah. Oh, I don't think so. They're doing two, two, two totally different things. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. James Boris says, the show isn't quite as bad as Victory Road 09, but the last two finishes were TNA-esque. Did WWE rehire Russo when I wasn't paying attention? It was very TNA-esque. It was very WCW late years-esque. Just overbooked crap. My jaw just like dropped the howl down. I went from this, oh, this is awesome moment to just going all the way down. I mean, it was just such a, shifts in reactions it was such a fun match and even like the resurrection i was like all right you know i'm not usually into this type of stuff but why the hell not it, hell it's our anniversary bring her a pepsi one of those moments i don't give a damn this is harmless i guess and then they did that finish damn damn and i was Dam also thinking do you think like this had any i don't did you think that they got the idea from when uh smackdown when montez went on the table and the table just went down that was that was my joke i said that's gotta be that's gotta be montez ford <sighs> do you think that am i reaching here <laughs> do you think that's a possibility well if so it's stupid because montez ford just stood on his feet if that were montez ford on the top rope he would have been fine yeah 
CM says, Pat McAfee was right. The ending was pretty Bush League. The hokey magic stuff still sucks and pretty much always will. I think we got to move on past the magic magic stuff. This ain't 92 anymore. And Papa Shango didn't get over to a massive degree either. Justin McClucky says, there was nothing extreme about extreme rules except for the extreme anger people are feeling after that BS finish. Happy Latin Heritage Month, Denise. Thank you for all you both do. Um, this should not have been called Extreme Rules. <laughs> Did you see my joke? Oh, okay. oh, damn, I forgot my joke. I put, instead of Extreme Rules, it's Extreme Listening Skills because of the, yes. the language thing. <laughs> Dude, it, it was really bad. Like, it, 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 ma- it doesn't matter if you can speak both languages. You're just hearing a bunch of noise. Yeah, you're completely right. A.W. Pringle says, Balor Reigns ending with So WWE started with a lame, uh, little lame with the heartbeat, got very cool with the demon getting up, and then they totally crapped all over what they just built. And Daniel says, if you're going to do a screw finish, at least make it mean something. Like, have Naomi be the one that cut it or something. I don't hate that idea at all. I, 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 I You I mean, can't save this. There's no way. No. It happened. Now we just have to move on from it. There's no saving it. I don't even want an explanation. I just want to forget it happened. Here's your explanation. Seamus is dancing, broke your third buckle. There you go. That's it. We got an explanation. Bezos says, one positive Roman had his mask on in the crowd. Good for him. Good for him. Norm says, why have extreme rules in TLC if this is what we got? Well, might be all right on that one. Since I made my girlfriend watch that poop show, now I have to watch Golden Girls. Well, Denise, you've been, have you been watching Golden Girls lately? Yeah, for the first time in my life, I'd never seen it. And so it's I started sad. watching it, and now I'm addicted. It's all I do in my free time is watch the Golden Girls. Yesterday, I was like literally in my couch all day watching the golden girls and then i just knocked out in front of the television like an old person and then i woke up and finished watching it there's uh a lot of those sitcoms that just don't age well they it, the humor doesn't last golden girls is going to be funny forever that show yeah, will always be yeah good. uh lane dash lane dashko says denise just said ditto god to wwe confirmed i don't i don't what? I don't understand that. But Dan V says, incredibly stupid that the Usos waited to interfere until so late in the main event. The WrestleMania match with interfering right away worked. It just defies logic. The structure wasn't great. I completely agree. It's extreme rules. It's the only extreme rules match. Like maybe have the Street Profits attacking them backstage or something to explain why they didn't initially. (laughs) And Rob Reed wraps us up by saying, the one time Kevin Gunn or Kevin Kevin Dunn doesn't cut twenty times, he zooms in on Alexa eating an Alka Seltzer, and Tony <laughs> Randazzo says Golden Girls is all elite. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was gonna tweet, but I didn't tweet this because I didn't think people were gonna get it. I was gonna say it's a sweet tart, guys. It's a sweet oh, tart. <laughs> well, guys, I am home for about six weeks, I believe. Um, I'm gonna be at WrestleCade in November. I, I hope you guys come and see me there. I will be at full gear. I don't know about Survivor Series yet, but... Wait, did you reply for media credentials for full gear? No, hell no. Um, They haven't sent that out, have they? No. Because I haven't applied yet. I mean, there's there's a form that you go to anyway. I went on the form. It's not on there. Okay, okay. Well, we'll talk about that off the air. But, Denise, we've both been doing, like, a ton of traveling. Do you have, like, a break now, too? Yeah, I do. Well, uh, for a few weeks, and then I got a show in Las Vegas in October, like, October 16th. Nice, nice. Well, you guys can see me at WrestleCade. 
Uh, Fightful will have a booth at WrestleCade where we'll be interviewing people on the scene. So I hope you guys stop by and say hi there. Plus, WrestleCade is just dope. It's super awesome in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, I tweeted today that staying at 420 High Street in Winston-Salem is like getting a Ribera Steakhouse jacket in the South. Like, that's just what you do. You go there. But uh, I hope to see you guys there. And I hope to see you guys over at FightfulSelect.com. Yesterday, I had news on Riddick Moss's return. Uh, the day before, I had that WWE Fox story. And we've got just so much more stuff. Got some Adam Cole news coming up. Got some Braun Strowman news coming up. Got uh, some clarifications on an Impact star who hasn't been around for a while and what's up there. I uploaded my Arthur Ashe gallery. We've got tons of podcasts. Uh, Cher Delaware, one of our one of our mods, uh, our greatest mod. And Rob Wilkins did a WWE mock draft over on Fightful Select. We got sour graps, all kinds of cool stuff. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Denise, what do you have going on? Please go follow youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'm almost at 50K. It's like killing me. It's We're like almost there. So please go there. And then Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. I'm almost at 40K. So please go there. Ooh. You know, this time last year, I was under 10K. Were you? Yeah. Facebook reminded me. I had no idea. <sighs> I hit 110K today. Yeah, I know. I saw. But. I think it was summer of 2018. I remember I hit 10K, and now just three years later, hot dog. Demon Diva, who showed me around New York. Uh, show her some love, guys. She was great to me in New York. She drove me around and uh, showed me all the great spots in New York. Uh, that was really, really awesome, and I really appreciated her. And uh, our sponsor of the Listen Your Boy, Destiny FOMO, for showing me around New York and letting me know how stupid I was for staying in Queens. And Lane Dashko says... When she said her draw, jaw dropped after enjoying it. Yeah, okay. Well, guys, thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please check out all of Denise's stuff. Please check out all of our stuff. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.